0: Welcome to the Sage Sayeth podcast. We thank you for listening. This is number 150523, a rendering of each of seven episodes. Episode number one is a year with the Church Father. See the big picture. In the natural world, things grow, die, and decay. Is God's creation imperfect then? No, says St. Augustine. Every created thing has its place in God's great plan and even its decay serves the larger purpose. All natures that exist have a genius and species of their own, and a kind of internal harmony, and because of that, they are certainly good. And when they are in the places assigned to them in the order of nature, they preserve the existence they have received. Those things that have not been given everlasting existence change, for better or for worse, to suit the needs and motions of those things that the Creator's law has made them serve. Thus, in the divine providence, they work toward the ultimate end of the government of the whole universe. Thus, although the corruption of transitory and perishable things completely destroys them, it does not keep them from producing what was designed to be their result. Since this is true, we cannot fault God who supremely is and who thereafter created everything that does not have supreme existence for what was made of nothing, could not be equal to him and indeed could not exist at all if he had not made it because of the creature's faults. But we must praise him for the natures he has made. St. Augustine, City of God, 12.5 In God's presence, consider, do I have the strength of faith to believe in the goodness of creation, even in the face of poison ivy and mosquitoes? Will looking at the big picture help build up my faith? Closing prayer, Lord, let every moth give you glory, and every tongue give you thanks, and all creatures give you Adoration and Exaltation. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. City, or rather, Caves of Silence. City churches are sometimes quiet and peaceful solitudes, caves of silence, where a man can seek refuge from the intolerable arrogance of the business world. One can be more alone, sometimes, in church than in a room in one's own house, At home, one can always be routed out and disturbed, and one should not resent this for love sometimes demands it. But in these quiet churches, one remains nameless, undisturbed in the shadows, where there are only a few chance anonymous strangers among the vigil lights, and the curious impersonal postures of the bad statues. The very tastelessness and shabbiness of some churches makes them greater solitudes, though churches should not be vulgar. Even so, as long as they are dark, it makes little difference. New Seeds of Contemplation. Episode number 3, Magnificat, May 2023, Volume 25, Number 3. Item 1, A Reading from the Gospel According to John. Chapter 15, verses 26 through 16, 4a. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me. And you also testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you this, so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from the synagogues. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think he is offering worship to God. They will do this because they have not known either the Father nor me. I have told you this so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you the gospel of the Lord. Item number two, meditation of the day how we testify to Jesus. All of love's chosen ones are given trials. When I find that a soul is very closely united to Jesus, very intimate with him, I need not ask, have you suffered in your life? Have you had trials, crosses, bitterness? I am sure that he has passed by the road of Calvary to arrive at this union with the crucified. Therefore, the cross is a means for Jesus to lead back to Himself those who do not love Him, to bring closer those who do not love Him enough, and to consummate in Himself those who do love Him. Suffering is an expiation of sin. Jesus willed to wash our crimes in His blood, but in order to participate in this sorrowful redemption, we must know also to be at least in part a man of sorrows. Isaiah 53, 3. It is an inescapable law we must pass that way. You see, we cannot expiate sin, which is a guilty pleasure, except by suffering. Penance, penance. The holy books are filled with this word. The Virgin Mary reminded us of it at Lourdes and at Fatima. In order to enter into a country as marvellous as heaven, to appear before the God of infinite purity and beauty, to see him face to face, to participate in the divine nature, to take part in the intimate life of the Holy Trinity, since that is our sublime predestination, in order to know God as he knows himself, to love him as he loves himself, We must be purified like gold in the crucible. We must have the wedding garment washed in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 7 verse 14. But washed also in the blood of our souls, which is our tears. But, and I insist on this, but do not ever stop at the isolated idea of expiation by the cross Without going further, whether or not you are given the cross in order to expiate the cross is always given in love. It is always presented by Jesus in the design of love. It is always an indication to provide our love. And if you take it that away, it will then acquire the greatest value of expiation. Therefore, with each of your crosses, you can say, Lord, I accept it especially as a proof of your love for me. That is the point to which your faith must go, to see the love of Jesus in all your crosses. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book, number one, two, and three by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one is inspired by Proverbs chapter 13, Verse 24, too many parents are not on spanking terms with their children. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. Golden nugget number two, inspired by Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 and 29. Man cannot discover new oceans unless he has the courage to lose sight of the shore. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Golden nugget number three, inspired by John chapter 15, verse 13. The heart is the happiest when it beats for others. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Episode number five, Chesterson Day by Day. Distribute the dignified people and the capable people and the highly businesslike people among all the situations which their ambitions or their innate corruption may demand. But keep close to your heart, keep deep in your inner councils, the absurd people, let the clever people pretend to govern you. Let the unimpeachable people pretend to advise you, but let the fools alone influence you. Let the laughable people, whose faults you see and understand, be the only people who are really inside your life, who really come near you or accompany you on your lonely march towards the last impossibility. Introduction to David Copper. <coughs> Episode number six is a Reflection. When a tyrant commits violence against the righteousness or of greed, then the violence brings about loss and gain. That is, a loss to the tyrant and a gain to the one who suffered violence. Boris Godunov murdered Dmitri, the eight-year-old crown prince, to gain control of the throne without competition. The imperial days of Boris ended quickly, and the tyrant was given over to corruption and condemnation. But Dmitri was proclaimed a saint. After lying in the grave for 15 years, the body of Dmitri was exhumed and found to be incorrupt and miracle-working. Forty-five miraculous healings occurred over his body who, therefore, receives the injury and who receives the benefit from tyranny. If the tyrant knew that by his tyranny he would help his opponent to be included among the saints and that he would prepare defeat and damnation for himself, he would desist from his plan of violence and desist. But twisted thinking is the forerunner and companion of tyranny. Episode number seven is a quote from St. Francis the Assisi. Blessed is he who love his brother as well when he is afar off as when he is by his side, and who would say nothing behind his back he might not in love say before his face. Shalom.